Jerusalem Artichoke Starter. Uh, and then it was evolving in Kreuter uh, Baron in the bowls. We usually got some vegetables served as starter, uh, such as raw vegetable, uh, chopped or uh, minced. That was the voice of Bartos Borgak, founder and head chef of Zurich-based events restaurant Kreuter Bar and chef at Sergantini. So, grab yourself a drink alcoholic or non-alcoholic depending on your preference and come join us as we talk all things chefy on grab a drink with a swiss chef Hey everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Kershaw, and our featured guest today is Bartos Bogak. Um, but actually, before we get into that, firstly, I'd like to apologize that I haven't released a pod in a few weeks. It's basically down to me being crap and just super busy at the moment with other topics. I am, however, still religiously talking to chefs. I'm actually doing between two and three chats per week, but the actual editing and getting them online has been quite difficult lately. Um, but I promise to kick my own ass into shape and uh, get one out each week, um, as I actually have now quite a large backlog of chefs who are really expecting to be heard uh, and be online sometime soon. You know, it's actually super exciting at the moment. Um, this pod, it starts to get noticed more. Um, and we now have uh, one star, two star Michelin chefs uh, now involved and, and talking with me. And as happy as I am with that and dying for you guys out there to hear it, I also want to make sure that we talk from all ends of the spectrum. Not just the head chefs or the Michelin star chefs, but all types of chefs, right? So the, the pop-up chefs, the sous chefs, the, the pastry chefs, um, the interns. I'm really happy to talk to anyone who's in the industry and basically who's happy to talk to me for like an hour. So you don't have to be a top chef, um, just someone in the industry who, who's passionate, right? Who's passionate about cooking, about food and, and gastronomy in general. So with that, uh, I think that's enough of me rambling on. Um, so let's jump into it and uh, check out this week's pod with uh, Bartos. Hope you like it. Hey Bartos, and welcome to the podcast. Hello. It's uh, hello, yeah. It's nice of you to be here. Nice to be here. Yes. Great. Um, I always start these pods with uh, a simple question, um, and that is, Bartos, what are you drinking? Uh, now I'm drinking a glass of scotch because it's a glass the of scotch. Of the day, so yeah, I can okay, enjoying it. And why why scotch? Is that uh, your favorite drink, or is it just something you always have at the end of a uh, working day? Uh, no, from time to time, I just like to to drink. Heute the weather is the uh, in Adlisville when I, where I live not that bad, not that good. So it's good weather for for get one glass of scotch before sleeping. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, so before we go into like the you know the background of yourself and, and the story and i guess how you came to uh to switzerland um can you just give me a very very brief overview um of yourself um the you know what you're doing the restaurants i know you're doing a couple of things so it'd be interesting just to get a brief overview of that um and for people who are listening who don't know about the 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 concept you know 
what is it um how did it come about in your life and um you know basically what what's your role there mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, primarily I'm uh, working on uh, Segantini Catering, uh, I'm there as a uh, sous chef uh, and uh, yeah, this takes a lot of my time and in free time if I have any, uh, I start last year uh, Kreuter Bar, uh, we were running a food truck with uh, seasonal and regional food, it was like uh, Super Bowls. Uh, but yeah, this was, this was uh, last year. Uh, for we decided to don't continue this way uh, this year. Uh, we are developing some some other stuff uh, with greater by like uh, more uh, cooking classes and uh, private uh, private dining or something like this. Okay, and um, and that, so the Kreuter bar. Um, this is something you started, and um, that so that's a that's a food truck, right? Yeah, it was food truck, but uh, we don't have the food truck anyway and uh, anymore. And uh, yeah, uh, we're doing uh, from time to time like some uh, dining experience or uh, cooking classes. Okay, okay, great. Um, so I can hear an accent when you're talking. Um, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Poland from Poland whereabouts in Poland uh, general south of, of Poland uh, I born in small city Dębica uh, I was living close to, to Dębica for two years and then my parents moved to uh, to Rybnik is like in uh, some industry area as well in uh, in south of Poland and then uh, I go back to to Krakow uh, to study this in the middle between Rybnik and Dębica. Krakow is relatively a popular uh, touristic place so if yeah, you hear yeah. about it yeah so that's um yeah I mean I always pronounce it. it's Krakow, Krakow I, yeah. I think the English how pronounce it but you say it uh... How do you say it? Also, Krakow is already the German version uh, uh -huh. Polish is uh, Kraków Krakow, okay. And, uh, in English, Krakowia, or I don't know anymore. How was it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, how long have you been in Switzerland? Uh, something about eight years. It's eight years. Running so okay. quick that I can't remember anymore. Anymore. Right. And what was the reason you came to Switzerland? Uh, I just decided to to come. Uh, so my uh, I was working in Poland in. In job also uh, I was studying and I uh, get the job uh, in my profession uh, but mm -hmm. after some time so two, two years I decided that it's not uh, anymore my story and want to try to to cook and decide mm -hmm. to, to move to Switzerland because the level of gastronomy in Switzerland is much higher than in Poland and uh, as well the life comfort as, uh, when you are working in gastronomy is as well much better my sister mm -hmm. was already here so I have like some backup uh, when I, or some point where, where uh, can I start? So I decide to to move here and start or try to start thinking. Okay, okay. And we know each other basically from um, previous guests on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, I believe, friends with uh, Carlos um, and uh, the last guy we had on as well, Andy. Is that correct? Yes, a friend is too too to much, but yeah, we know. Yeah. Each. Exactly. Um, great. So, so as you were growing up in in Poland, um, just take me back there a little bit. Like, you know, was food was it a big part of your upbringing? Um, yeah. So, uh, how far I can uh, I can go back? Uh, I always always was uh, around. I will always were around the kitchen with my grandma or with my mother. And yeah, it was always something important. So yeah, my grand uh, grandparents uh, have has had a farm, mm -hmm. um, not big but still, and uh, they have uh, yeah, like cool and they own milk, uh, milk products, and some always vegetable and stuff like this. So I growing uh, there, and I saw how it works, uh, when uh, what is season for what, and yeah. Mm -hmm. always was was important to to see the food to do the food and yeah mm -hmm. and the, 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 could you explain to me a little bit about you know polish food like you know you know how would you describe it right and uh you know what what, what type of uh 
vegetables uh type of meat is uh, like a big part of uh, of the cuisine there uh, so we have a uh, very uh, rich history uh, for for a long time we was the, the, one of the best kitchens or cuisine in uh, europe uh, as uh, the same on the same level like like for uh, france uh, mm -hmm. but then come the old wars and uh, stuff like this and uh, we lose a lot of a lot of stuff uh, the communism and uh, yeah the our uh, our food culture is now growing from 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 the bottom uh, like from the uh, early 90s we discovering a lot of stuff uh, and yeah, uh, when I was was kid, uh, yeah, uh, child, uh, we don't have that much uh, uh, fresh vegetable in winter. It was like only uh, roots vegetable and uh, preserved mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, we did a lot of uh, pickles and stuff like this in summer when we got got all the stuff and uh, use it and done in winter. Okay. Okay, and what was your favorite dish growing up as a kid? Um, it's very simple, but I think it's uh, just bread and butter, uh, which uh, my grandma baked baked it weekly uh, in my, mm -hmm. like a fire firewood oven, and then uh, served it with uh, own butter. So it's very simple, okay. but I always like it, and yeah. And what would you say the um, the most popular dish um, from your region uh, where you grew up was? Uh, it's difficult to say. So usual, so very often and uh, as well uh, known in in the world, uh, Polish food is uh, pierogi. It's like uh, dumplings with different yep. uh, different stuff. Uh, one of the most popular popular is just. Uh, uh cottage cheese and uh, potatoes uh, cooked together uh, you can add some uh, caramelized onion and yeah very simple mm -hmm. another one is with uh, uh, cabbage uh, yeah. depend which region or which family you are from uh, it can be uh, fresh cabbage or uh, fermented cabbage with some uh, meat or mushroom yeah depend of mm -hmm. the season and the occasion Mm -hmm. but as well it's very uncommon but we are doing uh, dumplings with uh, sweet stuff like fruits or uh, sweet cheese or something like this maybe all italian guys who, who hearing it now get sick or something but yeah <laughs> right i mean um so i'm from the north of england uh, that's where i grew up and uh dumplings was a huge part of uh, my growing up as uh, my childhood we we was you know very savory with meat mm -hmm. and um, vegetables and like rich gravy so it's uh, it's one of my favorites uh, dumplings i didn't know that it was uh, also um, a cuisine in, in in poland so that's that's new to me mm -hmm. um cool um do you, do you go home and visit much um yeah so i i'm trying always like um, at least once uh, a year to go because i mm -hmm. have still family there uh like parents brother my brother is still there and uh, my uh, grandma is still living so always uh or, or almost always when i go going there i start trying to to visit my grand my grandma and, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. but uh, in gastronomy it's as well a little bit difficult to to plan the the holidays uh, depending where you are work if you have only like uh uh, but trips ferrying, it's uh, like the whole, whole restaurant is closed. You, you can't uh, choose that much, and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, yeah. And was it there in in Poland um, that you, or at a young age as well, when you decided that uh, you know gastronomy, food was something you wanted to go into, or did that come more later in life? Uh, so I, I I never thought uh, that I will be gastronome or I will be cook or something like this, but uh, I'm usually were in the kitchen in in house. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so the food was important uh, for me, but it wasn't like that uh, I wanted to be chef or something, because as well the chef culture or uh, gastronomy was uh, not at that uh, on that uh, high level. And mm -hmm. as well, the gastronomy school was something uh, for a long time 
like uh, if you go if you are not uh, good uh, in in school you go to gastronomy yeah it's mm-hmm. more like the like that that's why that's why i was never really thinking to to do the this kind of career mm-hmm. so so when did that occurrence happen like mm-hmm. what Already when I was um, adult, or after, so uh, I start to, to cook more uh, when I was in on uni, uh, because mm-hmm. I have to feed it, feed myself, uh, and I'm growing uh, up with the kitchen, um, getting more experience. Uh, it make me more uh, more fun, and yeah, step by step, I decide to leave the career and uh, start to, to work in gastronomy. So did you um, study at a college or a university um, or did you just start your career uh, in the kitchen and just continue from there? Uh, so I was in uh, university and I was studying uh, uh, on the department of uh, geology, uh, geophysics and uh, environmental protection. Uh, I start with environmental protection. Uh, that was the first degree, uh, like engineer. So I'm the engineer, and second degree was with uh, hydro hydrogeology and uh, like water and ground protection. So wow. very different and very far away from from gastronomy. Right, and and so, so did you finish your university, or did you stop halfway through and say, oh, that you know this is not for me now. I want to go into uh into the life of a chef or did you did that come after university uh, it came after university i finished it uh, meanwhile i started the second uh, uh, second study in biology this one mm-hmm. i didn't finish because uh, it was uh, on some point too much uh, the, straight from uh, final exam from the, my uni i get to to job interview and uh, mm-hmm. start immediately the job so it was relative uh, quickly and mm-hmm. then uh, it was well uh, one year uh, post diploma stadium uh, study uh, more more like in, uh, in mining uh, geology and then okay. after two years i decided to to leave it and start to to cook professionally so how did how did that happen like what what you know was it something that was burning inside of you um during that time in your job uh that you said look you know this this pull towards the kitchen is too much um how how did you make that decision to kind of drop your study and then move into the uh into the kitchen uh, so I think it was like a continuing process. Uh, the job which I do, it was uh, so theoretically I was doing uh, environmental protection, but uh, usually it was more like uh, company protection or uh, say, uh, helping company to to not uh, uh, to go through the uh, all legacy uh, uh, or law or environmental mm-hmm. law. So I don't didn't really like it because yeah, it was not that's what I want to. And the uh, passion of cooking was growing up. So the both uh, both things. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. And where did you get your first start then in the kitchen? Where where was that? Mm-hmm. And what were you doing? So officially, it was already in Switzerland. Uh, in Poland, I was doing like uh, part job in, in study. It was first like a dishwasher, uh, then some bartender and uh, like uh, bartender barista job. But it was always a side job to get some some cash and have some some uh, some cash. And officially, I started in Switzerland as well from very bottom. Uh, in, it was in uh, Claros, uh, in some uh, winter um, region, Elm. And I started this as well from uh, from uh, dishwasher and uh, some like kind of all around there. So I was uh, cleaning the snow on the morning and do all the stuff and yeah. This was uh, one uh, one winter season, and then I go uh, uh, go to some restaurant in uh, Zurich Oberland, in Buchenwald. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like golf club restaurant. And yep. I, there I was already like Hilfskoch, uh, uh, so the very low so the first first. Uh, first position in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then in two years mm-hmm. I was already like some some kind of chef de party 
So it was mm -hmm. relative quick. And I was uh, in the, those time I was thinking if should I go to, to culinary school here in Switzerland or just mm -hmm. uh, learning by doing and I decided to, to learning by doing and let's go like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now. So, 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 okay. So you, um, you, you did, um, that in, um, in the region of Zurich, um, and from then, um, the, where was that? What, what was the place called where you were? Uh, it was restaurant green Inn in Bubicon. Okay. Okay. And then from there, once you'd uh, finished there, what, what was the next step? Uh, there was as well, uh, like season job at the summer, uh, summer seasons always start like in uh, March and the, the work was um, some like till uh, November. Uh, mm -hmm. I did it uh, two years and then I decided that I want to move, uh, move into something more continuously. Uh, and then I start uh, in Zurich in uh, one of the first pop-up restaurants in Zurich. It was uh, Post Garage. Uh, it is in Kreisfirstil, uh, I think, in Flurstrasse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it was running by, by people from uh, from Basel. And I was cooking there with uh, Marco. Uh, he was the, those time from uh, Restaurant Helvetia and Jean uh, from uh, Restaurant. Uh, I forgot where. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like we was running like uh, free free cooks uh, in mm -hmm. six weeks, like usually pop ups and uh, yeah. Yeah, some kind of seasonal menu. It was uh, the first uh, first job in Zurich, and then from there I moved to to the restaurant Cafe Boy to Jan Hoffman and uh, Stefan Isoli, mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. got, I got there the real gastro gastro job, uh, good restaurant, and learn a lot of stuff. Would you say that was the uh, your career defining uh, training? Yeah, up to I this can point? say like uh, like this. So uh, in the restaurant uh, Green Inn before in the uh, the golf restaurant, I mm -hmm. learned as well, as well a lot. Uh, we were a very small team. Uh, we all all together three guys uh, and uh, always two on the shift. Uh, mm -hmm. The kitchen, uh, the head chef was Marco. Uh, I learned as well a lot of from from him, like the kitchen organize. Uh, uh, the structure and everything so i can learn uh, learned as, as well a lot of there but uh, uh, in cafe boy um, it was the, the very important to to get the the high level gastronomy mm -hmm. yeah and as well the uh, jan is great chef and uh, i learned a lot of from from him mm -hmm. and uh, how long were you there for uh, there i was as well two years two years and then from there you moved to from there i moved to uh, vegan restaurant martkuche uh, okay. in uh, cafe boy we did a lot of with with meat but no yeah, like nose to tile we, we from time to time we get like whole uh, whole animal and uh, he can show us to how to uh, to figure it out it and uh, what what we can do with with all of those uh, and after the, this I, I decided that it will be good to to get more about the vegetable and the plant based kitchen and uh, mm -hmm. I, I applied to Marktküche and get this job uh, and it, it was already as uh, sous chef. Okay, okay, and from there I guess then you move to your current position is that right uh, almost uh, it was a small uh, pit stop in uh, club borulak but it was only three months uh, three months uh, and then i moved to to segantini and i'm still uh -huh. here where was that the, you went to borulak uh, yes uh, Bor club yeah. borulak so it's uh, like okay, the okay. private uh, businessman businessman business, business club uh, close to the hotel yeah. how was i'm curious how was that uh boring <laughs> Okay. So it's wow. a very beautiful place, uh, yeah. uh, members only. But uh, yeah, we cooked uh, very so very classical uh, dishes, mm -hmm. and uh, usually we'll try beef uh, tenderloin or uh, like uh, only the best pieces, best parts. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was boring, like serving whole years uh, grilled vegetables. Mm -hmm. It was not. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, what I want to do for for longer. Right. Okay. So then, tell me what you're doing now. Like, what what what's the main? I know, as I said in the beginning, like mm -hmm. there's two things you're going on. Can you just give me, you know, a bit more uh, detail on 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 what you're doing at the? Um, 
I don't know how to pronounce this. Segantini, Segantini, Seg Segantini catering and uh, Kreuterbach. Kreuterbach you, yes. Yeah, give, give me give me the uh, overview of that, please. So first we will start with Segantini because it's the mm -hmm. like mine uh, mine thing now. Uh, I was uh, I wasn't sure uh, when I was start starting the, there because I thinking I was thinking like catering is something easy you cook something and uh, send it somewhere uh, mm -hmm. like very simple stuff uh, but uh, it's not like this uh, that I realize it now uh, mm -hmm. we are preparing uh, for, uh, like regular map the Mitsum plus and then bringing we are bringing it somewhere to our clients and uh, cook there freshly like in restaurant oh, okay. so it's yeah it's that kind uh, of stuff and we are focused on uh, business uh, clients uh, like financial institution uh, uh, lawyers uh, or companions or something like this uh, and yeah we are cooking like mm, we are not that big uh, usually we have like uh, events for one hand between 60 and 100 guests uh the smaller uh, smallest uh, what we i what i do did it was like uh, uh dinner for three person uh, where mm -hmm. i was uh, there serving as well because uh, it was too too small to get a uh, waiter right. and the biggest was like uh, three or four hundred but it's very uh, not, not that often mm -hmm. usually we are doing like stuff for between 60 and uh, 100 Mm -hmm. as well usually it's like a cocktail or flying dinner so we are serving uh, more small plates uh, like a few cold starters and then a few warm dishes like mm -hmm. fresh cooked pasta risotto usually some uh, some meat or, or fish and then mm -hmm. a few desserts and yeah, we pre prepare everything uh, in our production kitchen in Matlisville and then going into to the to the event location and cook there and it and it's usually in the evenings or is it any time of day? Uh, any time of day. Uh, usually, as uh, often, it's uh, in, the, in the evening, but I, uh, as well, we have few clients who, who have some something uh, like business lunches or something like this. Uh, and uh, as well, relative important part of our job is uh, to cater. Uh, cater uh, so I want a private bank and we are going there and serve like business lunches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, very cool. And then um, Kreuterbar, yes. tell us a bit about that. Uh, so I start Kreuterbar with uh, Polina. Now he's my uh, friend as well. Uh, he is from uh, financial um, sector. Uh, he uh, decided uh, also decide he, uh, he she missed uh, like good healthy food uh, at work. It was uh, for she only like salad or like unhealthy uh, like schnitzel or something in the uh, work canteen. Uh, right. Yeah, and uh, she wants some more like f something nice of vegetable or something healthy or just healthy. Uh, he was in some uh, women's hub, like some, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, he met there Kate, uh, which uh, I, I know, and Kate uh, told her, her that she sh should come to me and maybe we will uh, do something. And that's that, that, that how we, we met. Mm -hmm. uh, a few ideas on the beginning. Uh, it was for sure uh, something health food uh, as, pos uh, as, uh, as regional and seasonal as possible. Uh, yeah, we met. Uh, we met in December mm -hmm. two thousand twenty-one. Okay. Uh, then uh, we have like two months to to brainstorming and uh, thinking what we should do, and then we decide to uh, to run run the food truck. Uh, mm -hmm. We rent one from from some guys from as well Glarus. Mm -hmm. uh, and we get place uh, on uh, UBS Bank in uh, four different locations in uh, Europa Allen Zurich, in uh, mm -hmm. two locations in Altstetten, and one in Ophikons on direction uh, uh, Zurich Flughafen. Uh, we were there uh, two times a week and serve our uh, bowls made of Swiss vegetable and Swiss grains. Wow, okay. And. Um... That sounds very cool. Yeah, it was very cool, but uh, yeah, 
uh, usually the the clients or the customers who's coming and looking for some junky unhealthy street food and oh no yeah and we uh, heard a lot of no no it's too much vegetable for me it's too healthy for me or once one guy uh, said uh, when we um, told him that we were cooking with all uh, Swiss ingredient, ingredients and uh, stuff like this, he told, uh, so not nationalist is, uh, I'm, I'm not. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. it was it was fun it was something interesting we we get few uh few customers who was waiting for us and coming uh, usually but um, yeah it was too too healthy and too too exotic for the people they want they just want to, to have like some unhealthy food with chicken from brazil or something like this and that's why so I decide to, to don't continue the food truck and uh, focus on some other stuff. But tell me a bit about what, like, what was the dishes like? Can you give me an example of a couple of dishes? I'm curious to know why this wasn't uh, interesting for these guys. What, what would we get? Yeah. I have to open the, some picture to, uh, to get the memories. Uh, we always change the menu uh, every month. Uh, mm -hmm. We always have like uh, two bowls uh, per month, uh, and yeah, it was always Swiss grains. Like we found uh, some farm in Solothurn, which was growing Swiss quinoa. Mm -hmm. uh, then like a classical Swiss barley, Swiss buckwheat. Uh, it was always like the base of the bowls, and then first we start with also first menu. I think it was like. Uh, uh, lentils, uh, mm -hmm. carrots, uh, tartar, uh, glazed carrots, uh, chicory salad, some mushrooms, some some greens, uh, and some uh, dressing made of uh, of uh, walnuts. It was one of the Gee, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Another one was like this whiskey noah, uh, braised uh, beetroot, some uh, radish, uh, kale. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why some some dressing. And what were the uh, what were the price points for for the bowls? Yeah, it was like eighteen francs, uh, or between seventeen and uh, nineteen. Usually, so I was always was trying like uh, to do it like vegan way, because mm -hmm. you are safe. You if someone come in like lactose intolerance or just vegan or vegetarian, you you are safe. And we as well uh, was offering uh, meat, but as add-on, and it okay. was uh, like plus uh, eight francs. So it was okay. not less, but it was all like uh, Swiss products, Swiss meat, uh, meat from small producer. The meat we usually get from a friend of me from uh, Schaffhausen, uh, from Julia. Mm -hmm. uh, she has like small, uh, small farm. She do it always, everything of on his own with uh, her friend. Uh, mm -hmm. She has like fifteen cows, and uh, like uh, two three every two three months, uh, you get one uh, one uh, animal to for meat. So, yeah. Okay, and looking back now, because obviously you're not doing that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. The what, what do you think it was mainly? Was it the location that was the problem? I know you've said it was the the food as well, but I, you know I do know a lot of um, um, chefs and places around Switzerland that are selling these type of uh, um, dishes to some great success. So, what what do you think in your mind was the the main reason that it didn't work out? Uh, I think it was more uh, more reason. Uh, first of all, it was like it was. Uh, um, uh, I forgot the words. Uh, so we, we both uh, got a really, like regular job, and uh, this mm -hmm. was like some extra stuff for us. Okay. So usually I was uh, cooking uh, night before the all uh, all stuff, uh, and Polina mm -hmm. was uh, getting the truck and uh, selling there on, on the day. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, we was working like hundred percent of our uh, regular job. That's the right. first problem that we don't uh, get, uh, we don't have uh, like much more time or too much time for it. Yeah. This was the first reason. Uh, the second was like we were in different location uh, every time. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so they people don't uh, or don't don't not too much people can uh, could know uh, let right yeah, uh, meet us let uh, know, know us and uh, stuff like this yeah uh, yeah maybe those uh, too healthy mm-hmm. and yeah okay. the mining reason was that uh, was that it was uh, always on the side. On the mm-hmm. mainly uh, mainly job and uh, it was not continuing continuing. What was the moment when you realized that you should stop with it, right? Because a lot of people uh, just uh, will continue it until uh, you know everybody's told them to stop. Or was there a moment for you where you said, "Okay, this is it now. We need we need to stop this." So it was naturally because uh, it was from beginning. Uh, Uh, it was from beginning only for uh, summer so we started mm-hmm. in may and we were or we should running uh, till end of september and uh, then mm-hmm. it was uh, over so it was mm-hmm. like naturally uh, natural um, end mm-hmm. and then on the end we decided to make like uh, fine dining dinner uh, in the uh, idea which uh, with our idea with the local and seasonal food Mm-hmm. Then I cooked like six, uh, six, uh, six course menu, uh, mm-hmm. as well only with local ingredients. Uh, uh, we started then uh, to uh, to get the stuff from uh, Slow Grow. Uh, it's a small farm, uh, biodynamic from uh, from Tri Oberland, mm-hmm. uh, and it was relative successfully. The people was uh, very uh, very glad to to get part of it, and uh, then we decided that we should or we, that maybe we should go go more this direction. So wait, so so fr- from the 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 vegetarian bowls, you then went to a more fine dining concept. Yes, because it's uh, this is what I doing uh, usually. It's uh, more okay. like, uh, high gastronomy and yeah. Okay, how does how does that work out of a truck? Uh, so it's like my regular stuff. Uh, this is what I usually doing because uh, before the, my cafe boy was like uh, 40, 14 points gumio. Uh, mm-hmm. In March we have we had uh, fifteen and the green star from Michelin, and then uh, continue catering as well uh, high levels or mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff what I what I usually doing it's like mm-hmm. uh, but so, so so you would um you would create these like you know great dishes this fine dining concept mm-hmm. and then you're just selling it as a takeaway no no it was uh, like a one-time event uh with one location ah. yes yeah yeah yes. oh sorry um, i was yeah, under yeah. the impression it... no 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 it's uh yeah okay. uh, i uh, mixed it as well it was after a food truck we uh, stopped it or we ended the food truck uh give it back to the guys from glarus and then uh in okay October, i think it was october we find okay. some location uh and uh, oh, okay. the guest friends family there get the like real uh fine dining experience with the our kitchen our philosophy okay and was that in and around zurich yes yes or... it was in yep. zurich it uh, it is it's called uh klein uh, 90 or something it's uh, close okay. to to kunsthaus in zurich aha okay and it's still branded on the Kreuter bar or have you changed the name yeah yeah it was always uh, uh in uh, under name of Kreuter bar uh, mm-hmm. And then we start. Uh, so a friend of Paulina, uh, Toby is uh, sommelier. Uh, so he's he's okay. as well from a bank, but he's uh, uh, he loves wine. He he's yeah. on now. He did now the Vesset uh, Four. So it's high level of, of wine mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. Uh, and he he start to to make uh, as well the wine pairing for us. But it's uh, like Kreuter Bar and uh, Taylor Wine, so the uh, one uh, one man firm of, of uh, company of Tobias. Okay, well, and so so for the for listeners who are interested in to to come to the concept, like. Uh, how do people get involved like um is is the website where you can book or 
what, what's the process? Uh, so we just uh, tell our friend and the the guys who was visiting the food truck and who want to come, just come and uh, yeah, it was mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, pre-sale, so they can can book the place and uh, pay in uh, in front of like the tickets and then then can go to, come come to our event. Mm -hmm. And now, like, so if someone who's listening would like to come and um, and book, how does one go about that? Uh, it's, they just have to follow our uh, social media, like uh, my profile on Instagram or Kreutel Bar uh, profile. We just okay. did one event uh, two weeks uh, ago, and now we have to like, take a look uh, for the next one, but it should come like in one or two months. And it's the same location in, in the center of Zurich? Uh, no, we no. had already a few locations. Uh, mm -hmm. Once it was in like a forest cabin in uh, close to me, close to Adley's Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the last one was uh, by the cuisine by, uh, by Andy. We rented. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we rented from from it to like regular like regular even location, and yeah. uh, as well the, our concept pass uh, work with it. We because we trying to get only the local uh, local ingredients from local producers and yeah. Yeah, well, we know Andy loves that uh, yeah. <laughs> that right. Yeah, so. Exactly. Okay, so um, and. Before I forget, then what is the um, handle on Instagram so people can follow um, follow you and um, and uh, Kreuterbar? So Kreuterbar is just uh, Kreuterbar dot th, and okay. my is a little bit more difficult because it's Chef Bartosz Pogacz. So maybe you can just write it. Yeah, that's spelled uh, B A R T O S Z. Yes. Right, so Chef Bartos. The Bogat B O G A C Z. Okay. Well, look, I'll put I'll put this on the comments yeah, so people uh, yeah, it'll be a bit easier. Um, okay. Cool. So you know, j just talk to me um, a little bit about um, you know your style of cooking, right? Like, what what's your favorite style of uh, of food, and uh, what are your favorite ingredients to work with? Um, I think vegetable, all kind of vegetable. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is my favorite stuff uh, to cook. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you can make much more with the vegetable uh, than with meat, uh, because the technique, uh, or maybe different, uh, all technique you are which you are using for meat, you can as well add for for vegetable. Like grilling, like uh, frying, like uh, braising, uh, marinating, curing. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but you have a much, a much more variety of the vegetable than uh, than meat. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's like that's why I'm liking to to cooking with vegetable. Mm, it was as well very interesting to to work uh, to work uh, in Martrüche where we were cooking only vegan. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I like to more more fine dining, uh, and this is what I, what we are doing usually by by Secantini. Okay, and what what would you say your your signature dishes like? What you know, if um, you know, if you invited me round for dinner, um, it's, I'm not asking, <laughs> but uh, you know, what would be what would you be serving people? What's your favorite dish to cook? Uh, depends the season and the part of the year, uh, but. Some kind of my signature dish, uh, I think it's uh, like Jerusalem artichoke starter, mm -hmm. uh, and then it was evolving in Kreuter uh, Bar on the in the bowls. We usually got some vegetable served as starter, uh, so just raw vegetable uh, chopped or uh, minced, uh, marinated ma and marinated more or less like uh, tartar, or uh, I prefer do it more like Italian way, like only olive. Uh, uh, olive oil, uh, some parsley, eventually uh, shallots. So very mm -hmm. simply, uh, raw and uh, knack, uh, like crunchy, uh, everything of vegetable. But the signature, I think it's the, uh, the uh, Jerusalem artichokes uh, with uh, spring cheese and uh, dry tomato. 
Hmm. I started uh, on the pop-up restaurant uh, Post Garage. It was my first dishes which I create on my own and they get in the menu in some restaurant. This is the one and the second one, uh, I did this came a little bit earlier. It's like baked uh, apple ice cream. And this one I created already in uh, Greenin with Marco. It was in, in desert. We served it there with, uh, with some kind of baba. But instead the room, uh, we used uh, like Polish vodka. It's called Pizongras vodka. It's with some kind of herb okay. uh, which are growing in Poland. Okay, it's like yes. the second of my signature dish. And I, then I'm, uh, I did the dessert in some other variation in uh, Cafe Boy as well. Then we did it vegan in uh, Martkuchen, and now we are serving it as well in my uh, second in catering. Okay, so l let's talk a little bit about the um, the menu at uh, this fine dining concept you have at Kreuter Bar, mm -hmm. right? And you say it's every, um, I guess, what every couple of months. Um, you're doing this. So is the menu changing each time or is it, um, you know, is it fixed uh, for, for a season or, um, you know, how do you go about designing that? Mm, I think it will never, uh, never the same <laughs> uh, okay. because I still uh, have new idea and uh, it's that uh, we are, we are doing it that's uh, so unregular that uh, I will never boring. <laughs> Mm -hmm. for now and uh, it will be all, always something different uh, so usually uh, i know more or less uh, when we are doing it and what should be in season uh, i'm asking uh, like uh, the people from the slow grow uh, what we can get in like you know, two weeks or one month uh, when we are applying it uh, they give me some idea what can be what could be because it's uh, everything depends the weather and the other condition and stuff like this and i started starting to uh to create the, the menu it's like a continuing process mm -hmm. so how do you come up with dishes right is it something that just comes up um through I don't know, reading uh, a recipe book, cookbook, or are you seeing what competitors are doing? Or is it something completely intuitive that just hits you one day on the tram? Uh, it's mixed of uh, all of those what you, you, okay. you said. I have a lot of uh, uh, books. Uh, mm. I think it's too, still too less. Uh, my wife said it's my way too much. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. But I get some inspiration uh, from there, as well from social media, from the competitors or friends or other guys. Uh, uh, as well, I'm I like to go to the market. Uh, my favorite is uh, the Helvetia market in, in Zurich, mm -hmm. and get as well some inspiration there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, some products uh, they so, so, so tell me that uh, we they get some vegetable and i i'm thinking what can i do with this and uh, mm. what how can i cook it or what can i add and yeah mm. who would you say your culinary influences right um is it someone that you've worked with or is it I don't know, some famous chef or is it the TV personality like Anthony Bourdain or, you know, who, who are those influences um, in your life? Um, I think it's a little bit difficult. Uh, I think I'm learning uh, relative quick and uh, get as well uh, relative quick uh, bored. Okay. So I'm still looking for new, for, for, for more. Uh, but if I have to say uh, that someone is my uh, idol or someone who I'm most impressed, mm -hmm. I would say uh, it will be Heston Blumenthal and uh, Raymond Blanc. So okay, <clears throat> yeah. uh, when I start, uh, when I come to Switzerland and start cook, uh, I was, uh, I can say, learning a lot of from those because they they both have few uh, few TV series. Uh, like, uh, what was the name? Uh, Heston has, no, I don't, I can't remember. 
but they have, like doing uh, basic stuff like uh, mm -hmm. simply uh, kitchen basics uh, mm -hmm. some uh, more advanced stuff and i was uh, watching all of those uh, i was finishing finishing job uh, coming home and then watching it for for two or three three hours and learning and then trying it at home or in the restaurant and yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was like a big impact for me <clears throat> okay um Okay, so so you have these two things going on. I mean, wh where do you see yourself in like five years' time, right? Is it uh, do you want to still be doing these two topics with the catering, and or do you want to be fully focused on your own thing at at um, the Kreuter Bar? Mm -hmm. Like, where do you see yourself? Uh, I still don't know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, and now it's uh, as well a little bit difficult uh, after the uh, all uh, COVID stories uh, and in the right. current situation with Ukraine and uh, this what is general going on with the economical situation. So, yeah. I... But do you see yourself um, staying in these two ventures or um would you like to, uh, to, to go into a more established um kitchen and, and and progress up to uh you know head chef um hard to say so mm -hmm. i like uh, work for Segantini because i can't uh, be bored there because it's like uh, every day is a new challenge uh, and we never do the same uh, same mm -hmm. same thing two times or very uh, yeah we don't do the, the to the to the same thing two times yeah so it's that's what very important to me because i'm getting quickly bored uh so yeah i think i will continue for now the job for segantini mm -hmm. uh it's for me as well a good position because uh, officially i'm i'm working as sous chef uh, but mm -hmm. as well it's i think much more as sous chef uh, but as well, not that much like a head chef. So I don't. Also, when my uh, my head chef going on the holidays, like he did this spring for two months, I was running the kitchen mm -hmm. uh, and do all, all stuff which usually he did, uh, like all the bureaucracy and stuff like this, which mm -hmm. I don't like and which I left uh, or left uh, uh, in my past career. But it was right. primarily the office of the job uh so yeah i think it, i like it being so the current position by Segantini, because mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. can focus more on the kitchen or the cooking uh, if i uh, i need i do doing the head chef job but uh, only necessary so mm -hmm. it's good deal for me and you're okay so yeah i understand i understand but you in when it comes to the Kreuter bar i mean that's solely you right that's uh you're the head chef there yeah um, it's, it's like uh, defining the, the menu yeah. the whole yeah. the whole nine yards from okay. the kitchen part it's like one man show i'm preparing uh planning preparing uh, ordering everything uh paulina is helping uh like to organize it uh and do the, the administrative administrative stuff like mm -hmm. the places where we do it usually uh, inviting the people then do Doing service, uh, Toby's helping with the wine, and yeah, but I'm cooking totally what I want, how I want, and uh, yeah, usually also some from uh, depend how big is the event. I took uh, taking some help uh, mm -hmm. to play it and stuff like this, but usually it's my own stuff. Do, do would you say you have much more freedom in that role than at um, the catering company? Uh, yeah, because I doing totally what I want and how I want. Mm -hmm. And in the catering company, I can't do as uh, as I have as well freedom. Uh, but uh, on the end, it have to be like the clients want it. Of course, uh, so right. it's as well a little bit more uh, how to say it. So our clients are usually like business clients uh, as well as mm -hmm. the client, and they like like the uh, only the. <laughs> fine pieces of meat uh, so not that much like second cut we always trying to do more and more stuff like this but uh, uh, we prepared like a few few kind of menu mm -hmm. and they can uh, choose what they want and usually mm -hmm. like beef tenderloin 
Okay. So that's why, okay. yeah, we can do a lot of, but uh, we have to uh, to take a look what the clients want. Okay. Cool. So look, let's um, let's switch gears a bit now because I'm interested in um, your take on on Switzerland mm-hmm. um, and the the industry in general here in Switzerland. Um, what's your take on the options out there, the restaurants that are available in in Zurich? Um, do you think the industry is in good health at the moment? Do you think anything's missing? Like and what, like, what are the trends that you see? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, uh, so I start my career here. Uh, mm-hmm. I did something in Poland, but it was always like uh, part job, and uh, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't really focused on it. Mm. Uh, so it's hard to uh, compare it with uh, with uh, like other countries or something. Uh, but I think uh, the Swiss is uh, the Swiss gastronomy or the Swiss in general I, are uh, a little bit too more con- too too conservative. Okay. Uh, like they uh, don't uh, don't like to to try too too much new stuff. Mm-hmm. They are not that uh, that open. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, when I'm going to, to, to Poland now, once uh, once a year, I saw how um, blow up uh, everything there. Like there is yeah. uh, always, I find uh, I'm finding new places uh, with very new concept and yeah. stuff like this. And in Switzerland, is uh, everything more like safe and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, do. You do... What about the the vegan side of it, right? Because I mean, from from my experience, like I'm I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm just someone who's 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 been here a while, and uh, I, I have seen like an explosion of vegan. In, if we just took, look at Zurich in particular, like there's so many vegan places popping up now. Mm, yes, you are right. But uh, if you go like twenty kilometers from Zurich, you of course, yeah. right? You <laughs> yeah, will not course, find uh, that much or any uh, vegan place. Yeah, uh, uh, Basel is, uh, is is also coming up. Yeah, right? so the, the big cities like uh, yeah. the biggest city of Switzerland, like Basel or uh, Gen- Geneva, you will find for sure. But mm-hmm. if you go somewhere more in country, it uh, will be difficult or impossible. Mm-hmm. As well in the big uh, or famous restaurant like. Uh, like St. Moritz or something, because my my sister is as well veggie. Um, okay. He were she was in holidays in uh, St. Moritz, and uh, only stuff which, which she can get as veggie was uh, like pasta with tomato sauce. So, mm-hmm. not... is there any um, any chefs uh, in Zurich or you know in other cities mm-hmm. that that you you keep an eye on and you think that these guys are really pushing the boundaries? As vegan or generally? yeah, in just general, like mm. you know, is there is there any any chefs out there that you're keeping an eye on? Mm. I'm trying to generally uh, keep eye on this what is going, uh, but I would wouldn't say that it's one person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Talk, let's talk a bit about the the pandemic. I'm always curious to know. Because it was such a, I guess, traumatic experience for for the industry. What what were you doing in the pandemic? How did you navigate it? And is there any lessons learned there? Uh, yeah, so it was difficult time, uh, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was uh, first of all a difficult time, but as well it was uh, I can say it time of my life. Because it was the uh, first time in my life when I've got just nothing to do for longer time. Right. And can, uh, yeah, it was difficult. As, also, it was not allowed to, to meet like in bigger group or something. But I've got uh, time for my friends, uh, which usually I don't have because I'm working when they have, uh, when they have time. And uh, yeah. Okay. And before I, I was. Uh, I did the so did the restaurant just uh, did the the stuff you were doing just close down or did they try and adapt into some new concept like uh, home delivery or was it just stop all operations? Uh, so in pandemic time, I was uh, in Martkuhe, 
for the first lockdown uh, we don't didn't do anything uh, because no one know, know what's going on and uh, yeah so we just right. uh, make a break uh, maybe some yeah no just just had a break we were still in contact uh, thinking about new stuff or, or something but uh, we didn't do anything uh yeah the marquee was as well uh but it's as well the fine dining restaurant uh, only with uh, with menu so it was difficult to to get the like any kind of delivery because it's not that, that type of food uh and from the second lockdown it was my uh, uh i know already that i'm finishing with mark uh and then we start with uh, uh with the uh, delivery uh, but it was uh, something similar like uh, david heimer did uh what he explained uh, we was preparing yeah. the the menu i don't know it was four or five car courses Right. Uh, we prepare everything with instruction and the people can uh, come and collect it by restaurant and then uh, finish it at, at home. Okay. okay. So it was interesting, but as well, it was way too much work. Also, it was a lot of work to, to pack it, to portion it. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Good. I'm, um, I'm just looking at the time. Um, I know I said we'd be finished, so we're running a little over, um, but I've just got a few questions mm -hmm. left. So um, I'm just, one thing I do want to know is, you, you know, what advice would you give to any uh, would-be restaurateurs out there in, in Switzerland um, thinking about starting a a concept, a pop-up store, um, a van like yourself. Um, I mean, you've done this, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've pivoted, as we say in tech. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what learnings and advice would you give to people out there who's uh, thinking of going into this? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, we spoke about it a bit yeah, before, yeah. right? We we mentioned that you know, yeah, you know, you were half focused, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, the the location, um, the this junk food, but it, you know, is there anything else that you can think of? Uh, yes, yeah, so it was uh, like the location and the uh, time which uh, can uh, I, we could uh, give it. Uh, it was mm -hmm. too much, but uh, on the end, it was always uh, fun for me. Like. Uh, I, I could uh, develop new, new thing. Uh, uh, I could uh, uh, show new some some kind of new stuff uh, as well. It was always uh, some kind of educative stuff uh, mm -hmm. to learn the people about the seasonal products, uh, way how they can cook like fennel. It was as well uh, we have in summer menu fennel, and then the people uh, what a few people who said uh, he they hate people uh, they hate mm -hmm. uh, fennel, and then they come mm -hmm. back and they wow it was really delicious. Right. Or was uh, one guy was uh, like uh, what is different between uh, fennel and chicore, and then right. it, was, it was like the educative uh, part. But uh, I would say the advice is to like to to follow your dream and uh, do what you really like, and it was it should be always the as well the fun for you. Mm -hmm. This is what you what you do. Of course, does the um, does the Swiss government offer any support to people uh, who are looking? You know, like you know, you did this van stuff, right? Or was that all self financed? Or uh, it just popped into my head. I'm just curious to know if if uh, there's any schemes or anything in Switzerland that can um, that can support like young guys who you know, want to have a go at this. Are you aware of anything like that? Uh, so usually this stuff was uh, was on Polina, uh, my business partner in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we, so it's, um, I think it's not too uh, too much help, but uh, we've got some like business incubator. Uh, when mm -hmm. we get uh, we get there some meeting and the, the guy was explaining us the formal uh, stuff, what we should do, mm -hmm. how can we do and yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking for you, for sure can find something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you, is there any um, 
any um, office that you can recommend to, to go to? Um, or, I mean, maybe you can send me a link. Yeah, I will send you a link and uh, it will be the easiest way because I don't remember the name of it. Okay. But it's in Zurich okay. and uh, you can get there and uh, ask, ask for, for help and yeah, some advices. Okay, very good, very good. Cool, Bartos. So, um, great. I mean... Um, I want to thank you uh, for, for, for this uh, very insightful interview. You, I know it's you. quite late, um, but I do have just three less mm -hmm. questions and I ask these questions to everyone. Um, so the first question is, uh, in your mind, is cooking an art or is it a craft? Mm. Uh, I think it's both uh, and as well, it could be much more uh, because uh, it was, uh, I was asking me uh, of some, some so a lot of questions in the COVID time and the lockdown time. Uh, right. This was one of those, and another was uh, what is the function of of the food. And if you ask this question, it uh, will be uh, the answer will be it's like uh, it's your feet. Uh, mm -hmm. But as well, it can be your pleasure, so some kind of art, uh, and as well, it can be your medicine. So it's much more, much more than, yeah, both of this. But uh, mm -hmm. always, it's start with craft, uh, and uh, you can develop to to the art. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if you were trapped on a desert island, what three items would you take with you? Uh, so first would be the family, my wife and my small son. This is for the now for now it's the more, most important part of my life the... mm -hmm. okay that's two so you got one left okay good and uh and typical typically for for chef the good knife it's a good knife of course of course i need to change this question yes. because everybody answers yes. it with the same thing um okay and we spoke about your social media accounts i'll also add them to um when i when i uh publish this this podcast um, so yeah, thanks. That's it. Thank, Thank you, much for Bartos, for, uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time out, uh, today. And, um, as always, thank you to everybody who's listening. Hope it helped. Hope it was insightful and, um, yeah, thanks Bartos thank and you. have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Grab a Drink with the Swiss Chef. Hope you enjoyed it and are much more wiser for it. And as I tell you all the time, if you fancy giving us a rating, it makes a big difference. I know it's a pain, but your support is crucial. So if you do feel motivated, go to wherever you get your pods from and give a review or a rating. Obviously, we depend on listeners and depend on more and more people finding out about this pod. So if you've liked what you've listened to, a good review really does help. Thanks, folks. Really appreciate it.